welcome to the podcast. My name is Sean Boyce. I'm the host, also the founder of Podcast Chef. I'd like to welcome our guest to the show today, Katie Hutchinson from Kit Consulting. Hi, Katie. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hey, Sean. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, we're very excited to have you here and talk a little bit more about your business, your background, which would be a great place to start. So if you would, please share for our audience a little bit more information about you and your business. Yeah, so I started Kit in February of 2019. Kit Consulting is an IT project management and consulting firm. Um, I was actually a classroom teacher for nine years, an English teacher, believe it or not. And um, but I got out of the classroom and started doing some some coaching um, for teachers and things like that. And then we went one to one Chromebooks. And then I got back into my love of of math and technology and problem solving. And so I became a director of technology. And then from there, um, really started managing those tech projects for the district and then went out on my own. Um, it's been scary at times, but it has been worth it. And uh, we started out with behavioral health and mental health. Um, those kind of organizations, a lot of state run or city county government run agencies that help people with uh, mental health and substance use disorder recovery. So we do a lot of EHR electronic health records. We um, optimize those and build system, build in the system and, and do reports for state reporting and grants and things like that. So we also have a lot of clients that are in manufacturing in the service industry, all kinds of things where the tech can really make a difference in how your company is efficient. Thank you for sharing that background. And I will say, knowing myself personally, I like that switch from English to back to the math and problem solving and analytics. That's definitely a much better fit for me as well, too. So that's very exciting. Um, thanks for sharing more background information about your business. A couple more questions there. Can you tell us a little bit more about your team and what roles they cover at the moment? So we have um, a pretty small team. If you go to our website, uh, we look very fancy. Um, we are, but we're just small. Uh, I have a COO, CFO, and um, Director of Data Science, which is a super fun position. She loves spreadsheets and pivot tables and um, you know all the things that data can do for a company. Um, we also have some support specialists and education specialists too, because we do offer corporate training. Um, being comfortable with technology is so important. And those of us that learn by pushing buttons, but um, us button pushers have to respect those that want to know exactly what that button does before they push it. And that's really important when you, especially if you're in leadership and you are comfortable with technology, it's sometimes hard to understand the people that have reservations towards it. So we do a lot of that with, with our clients um, and uh, have a software engineer on staff. He builds things for us, robotic process automation and web tools for our clients that really make a difference. Um, people are spending hours and hours weekly, you know, combing through spreadsheets, gathering data, and he can do it in less than a minute. He can build a program that does it less than a minute. So that's really exciting. Um, we also have some data entry people. We do data conversions and data migrations and um, some some testers, some end user testers um, and test the systems for us that um, need to be upgraded and things like that. So it's a small team, but 
and it's kind of a family business, like not on purpose, but um, when I went out on my own, um, I got a little bit over my head. So I called my sister who had graduated college and then stayed home with kids, but her youngest had gone back. So I was like, Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Right. Of course, stay at home moms don't do nothing, but I convinced her to, um, you know, form an alliance with me. And then my best friend started helping us out. So then she came to work full-time. My mom retired and she came to work part-time. And then we have some other people, you know, we're kind of a band of misfits, but it really works. It's our team is incredible. We can do amazing things that, you know, companies five times our size um, struggle to accomplish. Very cool. Yeah, I can certainly uh, relate that a good team makes all the difference. Um, so who does the business development and marketing activities for your business? So we had um, we had someone when kind of everybody was contractors uh, in the beginning and that person has moved on. And so we are doing that kind of internally with the team of executives and, and some of the other people. Um, really, when, you know, this is... Uh, my really feedback on that is um, that it's everyone's responsibility to make sure that the business thrives. And that's not just in, in kit anyway, that's not just doing your part. That's making sure that, you know, we're getting new clients and we're farming from our current clients. And um, so right now there's a team of like four or five of us that, that work on business development and marketing. Nice to have help there for sure. Yeah. Two pretty important categories, right? I don't really enjoy it. I like going out for drinks. Um, and I like talking about what we do because I'm very excited about it. And I like getting people excited about change and about moving forward. That passion. But when it comes to logistics, I'm like, um, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Compartmentalizing can make all the difference as well, too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. So we'd love to learn because that's what our show is all about, right? So for businesses like yours and others like it, more around this, these concepts of business development and marketing and how we you know, complete the work that's necessary there in order to grow the business and then share the story with everyone. I often had this, I had an underappreciation for marketing when I was starting out with my B2B service business. Uh, that has changed dramatically. <laughs> so has me doing my best to try to get better at it. So, you know, you guys are running a successful business. I'd love to learn a little bit more about both categories in terms of what you're doing and what's working well. But let's start on the business development side. You've already shared a little bit with us before, but talk to us more about how you market and sell, you know, find, you know, develop new relationships with ultimately hopefully leads to new business. From as a perspective, uh, as it pertains to your products and services, um, I want to start with what's really frustrating. For when we first started out, what was really frustrating is finding your ideal client. You know, your ideal referral. Like who? You know, who is your ideal client? I'm like anybody. Like I will help anyone if they want to change. Awesome. If they don't want to change, even better. Like I love a challenge. I and you know when you really start doing business development, you and especially when you get into marketing who is your audience? You know, who are you marketing to? Um, that would be grammatically to whom are you marketing, by the way, from the English teacher. And so it was really frustrating. And I I did get a coach to help me out with that. And business coaches are 
a just really wonderful, you find one that clicks and that person can really take you places. So um, for us, a lot of, a lot of our business development was referrals. People would, you know, know, be in another group of like healthcare meetings and say, Oh, you have to, you know, if you're struggling with that call kit, they will help you. Um, Somebody just, one of our clients told us they gave a referral. They say, do not go live with this product without kit consulting. Like you will, you know, and that was like really great. Um, And then we, we started growing. We're like, okay, so, you know, how do you do business development? And my dad told me when I was younger that it's not what, you know, it's who, you know, and I was like, that's crap dad. Cause I'm going to go to college and get a degree and I'm going to be good at this and all these things. I know people, you know, will want to, you know, do business with me, even if it's just in the classroom. Um, he was right. It is definitely who, you know, one of the most important things about business development is networking. Um, I, we are in BNI, GLI, 1SI, um, LBI, Louisville Business Insiders. And so um, just knowing people like where you're like, oh, I have a guy. My godmom always says it. Oh, you need that? I have a guy. I have a guy. And so in the professional corporate space, you want to be that guy that somebody has. Um, BNI, which is, stands for, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Business Network International or something. Um, they have chapters all over the states. I actually think they're worldwide. So find a BNI chapter near you. Um, ours is amazing. We're a Louisville chapter, of course. Um, it, it just has opened worlds for me. And um, GLI, which is Greater Louisville Inc., and 1SI, which is One Southern Indiana, they just, there are these these businesses and, and their business is to help you grow your business. Um, and, you know, you pass out business cards and you go to these events and then you meet people and they, and you can help them. Cause one of the things I realized when I got in the BNI is all the things my business needed that I didn't have. I didn't have somebody to do HR. I didn't have a payroll system. I didn't have, um, you know, a corporate tax person. And um, I didn't have somebody managing my Google pages and things like that. So um, that is, networking is very, very important uh, getting out there and, and joining those groups. So true. That's especially for the B2B service oriented businesses and especially in the beginning. Couldn't agree more with that element. That's a huge part in terms of like how we got started as well. Also with my experience there, but I can also share in your frustration, figuring out navigating that world, right? Because there's quite a bit to figure out in terms of doing that. And one of the things we struggled with earlier on is yes, we want to say yes to every project, right? But that that becomes overwhelming very quickly and then insurmountable in terms of we're trying to be all things to all people. That makes it 10 times harder to tell the story to someone else, right? In terms of like, what is it that you do, right? Nobody goes, when someone has a problem with their knee, the analogy I use all the time is they don't go to like their general, their generalist, right? In terms of uh, medical, they're looking for the specialist, the person that like only works on needs. So the the phrases I've heard shared before are probably the one that describes it the best is the niches are in the riches in terms of like niching down and getting specific with who you are and what you do. So um, completely agree with everything you shared. Um, getting back to business development specifically, what I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about is after having navigated that landscape to an extent, what routine did you develop in terms of which business development activities you know, at this point, are you guys doing consistently? And then how are you measuring the effectiveness 
of what it is that you're doing in investing in that area? So we have, um, so we did try a couple of the, of other things like um, LinkedIn's service thing. And um, we did try clicked in to get like a lead generation and it just, it wasn't, I didn't like how the clicked in made me feel because it sends out messages in your LinkedIn and you think they're authentic and then they're just a bot. And I don't know, but with business, what we do is um, we go and we collect cards from everyone and we write on the back of the cards. Um, And if you are considering getting new business cards, you should definitely make the back of your cards a place for people to take notes. Um, It can really help, especially in in business and networking situations where people can make notes. And so when we go or if we host a table, we really look for like a return of investment. So if it costs us $750 to host a table at an event, you know, we go, okay, we need at least, you know, one project from this or whatever. Um, So what we do is we collect business cards, make notes, and then we send um, handwritten notes to everybody who we collected business cards from from whom we collected business cards. Look, I'm like on this. I don't want anyone judging me for my grammar. Um, and so we uh, we make notes and then um, we send everybody a handwritten card from Kit Consulting. Hey, it was great to meet you um, with an invitation to get lunch or, you know, get drinks or get coffee um, to talk about their business. And we always, you know, cite that person's business in the in the um, card. And then we also have ones that we follow up with through email. We follow up with through um, calls and that's been really good for us. It is a lot. We have a lot of spreadsheets and um, we have a spreadsheet for each event that we attended and then um, we log and that way we don't get any duplicates. Um, and then we know, you know, to whom we've reached out and, and who still needs a phone call um, or, you know, a a handwritten note. And um, that's been, it's a really nice touch. That's awesome. I want to ask more about that. So you are physically writing handwritten notes for every business card that you collect from, I suppose, like the events that you go to. Do I have that right so far? Yes, it's a lot. Um, We sometimes meet at a coffee shop. Well, we always meet at a coffee shop like every week, but um, we'll just bring cards and, and just write and write and write and, you know, put our business cards in there. Um, you're just inviting them to contact if it's a local event, especially to say, you know, Hey, we're right across the river. Give us a call. We'd love to take you to lunch. Um, and, you know, getting that, that handwritten note is um, I mean, it is time consuming for us, but I think that it has a good ROI. <laughs> Which is exactly where I was going next. You read my mind. Talk to me a little bit in terms of, are you measuring what you're getting back from an ROI perspective in that effort? And, you know, how often do you have any kind of ratios or numbers uh, to put behind this so far in terms of how effective this strategy is for you guys? We, so we've just been kind of collecting our numbers, just starting to. And so we know what events um, are going to be more productive than others. We did a golf scramble recently where we sponsored a whole, that was a lot of fun and we made a lot of great contacts. Um, but there was another event we went to that was an actual tech conference and it wasn't, it, it was not a good return of investment, um, there. And I think a lot of it has to do with who sponsors it. If it is a well, um, well-established, you know, organization that is the sponsoring it, you're going to get good, feedback or, you know, good opportunities from there, but also the ones that are invitation only, those are the best. Um, and that's how you going back to the networking, you know, get in those network groups, 
um, that you get invitation only to um, and getting your name out there. You know, someone told me it may have been my coach that if you have, if you do a Google search, let's say, or a LinkedIn search, and you have five people that have the exact same credentials, they have the same degrees, the same certification, the same number of um, years in their business, you're going to look for the one who is the expert. And so you have to, like you were talking about sharing your story. And of course, this goes on to social media. You have to share your story so that everybody knows that you're the expert in there. So you have to get into those network events. Um, you have to you know, sponsor those tables so that people repeatedly see your, um, you know, your table space and, and constantly see you as, um, as sponsors of things. So people know that you are the expert in that area. There are tons of consulting companies out there, um, but Kit is the expert. Very cool. I love the activity. I love the extra personal touch with the handwritten note. In fact, I just reread, if you're familiar with the book, Book Yourself Solid from Michael Port. And this is one of the strategies he recommends is doing something extra special and to look towards even offline channels, which I think are underappreciated or not thought of when it comes to techniques like this and just how effective they can be. He's used that quite a bit in his career, according to the stories he tells in his book. And it's something you often don't think about, but that extra special touch can make all the difference right? in an effort to try to stand out from the crowd and do something that will help your company and you get recognized and acknowledged. Exactly. And you know, they say as far as business development, farming is a lot easier than um, the opposite of farming, which is going out and finding new clients. <laughs> I forget. Totally. What yeah. Farming versus hunting, right? That's it. Big difference. Farming versus hunting. And so, you know, remembering we send um, notes around the holidays to our clients. Um, we found, we follow all of our clients on social media. So one of our directors received an award. So we sent him a gift and, um, you know, just letting, like you said, keeping them in your mind, like, oh, that was so sweet. We got that. Um, do you think they could do this? Of course, we have a lot of partners too. If we can't do it, we can find somebody who can. So, yeah. Excellent. Love it. Um, so, Katie, from everything that you've learned, uh, I would like to ask you a little bit about what is the best advice you have out there for other people looking to build, grow, and are in the process of running, you know, B2B service-oriented businesses from the perspective of business development? What's your best advice? My best advice would be to find out what works for you, what aligns with your company's vision. Um, like I said, I had tried clicked in, which is a great, it's a great product and probably works for some people. Um, but it just didn't align with us. And so we, uh, it, we're very, most of us, <laughs> Eli, not so much, but, um, you know, we're very outspoken. We like to help people. We like to be front and center. And so for us doing in-person events is where we shine. If you shine online, if you shine doing videos, if you shine um, on cold calls that, you know, I'm sure that's effective for somebody, for some businesses. And so really find what what works for your company. Um, and that's probably just as frustrating as who's your ideal client. Um, but don't be afraid to try things. Um, don't be afraid to ask for things. Um, the worst that you can get is a no. <laughs> True. Experimenting is uh, is something you need to get comfortable with, right? <laughs> when it comes to business development. There's that saying, you don't learn, like no one learns from success. You only learn from failure. If you do something 
and you succeed, you haven't learned anything. If you do something and you fail, you learn something. And so, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to do some business development plan and it, you know, crashes and burns. Just keeping, like you said earlier, like keeping that data, knowing what's working, knowing what's not, knowing what events to go to um, and what events to skip is, is very important. Absolutely. Right. Learn from it, get better, move on, keep going. Couldn't agree more. Well said. Thank you for sharing that. Last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? So um, Kit Consulting, we are on Twitter, in uh, not Instagram. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at KHIT Consulting. Our website's KHITKitConsulting.com and you can reach me at khutchinson um, at kitconsulting.com. And anybody who, you know, any businesses who want to streamline, who want to, basically what I like to say is we help businesses. We just use technology as a sword. So answer, you know, complete the sentence. My business would be a better place if my staff could do what? And then if you can complete that sentence and it fires you up to make change so that your staff, um, you know, can, can be more efficient and be more, um, you know, just able to get things done, then uh, call us and we can help you with that. Very cool. And thank you for sharing, Katie. We'll link to all that in the show notes. Uh, thank you for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience with both myself and our audience. Well, thank you again for having me. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send us an email at support at podcastchef.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue generating lead magnet for your business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30 day money back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you, yes, you, it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck. Uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.